0: New year and James Cameron is one billion dollars richer. That's right, Avatar is the second highest grossing movie of all time. Right behind the sinking ship,
1: who knows, guess who created it? James Cameron. But the real question is, will James Cameron finally beat his longtime cinematic rival himself? In this episode we'll give a preview of the media of 2010. And this is all the stuff we're looking forward to. There's some big stuff that we're not covering, but there's also a lot of big stuff that we are covering, like the sequel to Iron Man, and some anticipated music, movies, music, everything you want to
2: beg
0: your parents to buy, we'll be covering. And we're bringing Back from the Dead, a favorite game from episodes past. I'm David Morrison. I'm T.J. Peterson. And I'm Adrian Zuckerman. To the deep end, to the hard line, hold like this pretty gentleman, hold. All right, so, a so free let's dive, dive into
1: right into our 2010 preview with movies. There's a lot of exciting movies coming out this year, and I think I'm particularly excited for this year's big pixar release which is the long-awaited sequel to toy story 2 obviously it's toy story 3
2: i like to think of it as the second
0: sequel to toy story 1 huh. yeah i bet pixar is going to do a great job with that another way of thinking that is the prequel to toy story 4 and let's not forget it's going to be in 3d oh just like everything God. else
2: oh, yeah. uh, that's a good point uh Pixar uh, is not a fan of 3D. They're only putting th- movies in 3D because Disney wants the extra movie. The storyline for this film is interesting. It's also a little darker uh, than the past um,
1: Toy Story films. And this one, it's 10 years after the previous film. Well, seeing these like mythology-slash-war-based movies coming out has me hoping that maybe they'll make a remake of Ben-Hur. I think that would be a very good remake if they could make a good cast and use a lot of great special effects. Just keep Michael Bay away from it. The original <laughs> had a great
0: storyline. I'd like to say that, even though this looks like a good movie, it's kind of ripping off the feel of three hundred, but who knows. It would probably be worth a look. And also coming in March is Tim Burton's take on Alice in Wonderland. The interesting thing about the this remake is that it's not actually a remake, it's a sequel to the original Alice in Wonderland movie. Uh, but didn't lose Carol make sequels to the first one
2: anyway. Yeah, oh the the writer, the books.
0: Um
1: Yes, he did.
2: Uh, I don't know if this new sequel is based off those books, but it is a
1: sequel movie, even though it does not have a giant two in its title. Well, seeing a Tim Burton remake will have me interested in the remake versus original sort of conflict that is inevitable, as happened when he remade Willy Wonka, as a lot of people didn't really like the Tim Burton version. A lot of people liked the first movie a lot more. Actually,
0: I did like the Tim Burton version, actually. It felt more colorful. I'd say that Tim Burton is better suited for Alice in Wonderland. So there's guaranteed to be eye candy. Johnny Depp will probably bring in a good performance, and he has Stephen Fry as the Cheshire Cat, so what's not to love? A new year means a new Harry Potter movie, and we're getting pretty close to the end actually. This is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, but part one. Yeah, Warner Brothers want
2: so much money they're going to cheat us out of it twice.
0: But it was a pretty big book, so I think it would be worth splitting it in two parts. How do you think they're going to handle the transition? What part will the first movie end on? I actually know that. Okay, well tell us, what is it? Well, I would,
2: but if I tell you that it'll spoil the end of the first half, then Warner Brothers will sue me because you won't see the movie. I don't
0: want to get sued, so you'll have to see it yourself. Well, the director of this one is the same as the past two movies, and he's been doing a pretty solid job, so looks like it'll be good. And in the summer, we got a pretty good amount of movies coming out. Like, for example, Inception, which is a movie directed by Chris Nolan, director of The Dark Knight. Insert Dark Knight, you here. I don't know about you, but I am pretty excited for this movie. You want to know how I got these scars? And, of course, the next Twilight movie is coming
1: out this summer. Next. But seriously, it's worth a mention. And it also may or may not feature a Motion City soundtrack song. More on them later.
0: Anyway... The director for this one will be, interestingly enough, the director of the movie Thirty Days of Night. That was a vampire horror film set in Alaska.
2: The interesting thing is, though, there were set reports saying the actors are not completely happy with this director because he's trying to make it <gasps> a horror film.
0: It already is a horror
2: film. Yeah, it is a horror. It is very
0: scary. It actually yeah, but is. anyway, if done right, it could very well mean that there's something in it for the guys for once. And the final movie we'll be mentioning in this review, but definitely not the last movie left
1: of 2010, is Iron Man 2. I think that's the most anticipated movie of the year at this point. Iron Man was incredibly successful, and the cutscene at the end of the credits left a lot of people wondering what the sequel would bring. Indeed, Samuel L. Jackson
2: is returning as Nick Fury, and there's a lot of other nice cast members joining. We have Mickey Rourke as the villain, we have Sam Rockwell. I don't know what role he's playing, but I like him.
0: Who's the one that got replaced?
2: Uh, Don Cheadle is replacing I don't know his name but I don't know why they they replaced him anyways
0: The first movie was pretty good and I have to say I'm pretty excited for this one Well, that wraps it up for movies coming up in 2010 but we are definitely not done as we move on into the world of music
2: It's the time of the
0: season When When love runs high in this time, give it to All right then, that's music. movies. Now we're
2: going
1: to talk about music. This is the
2: time of the show where I ditch you guys and get some food.
1: And this is the time of the show where I become incredibly excited. Where do you think we should start, David? Well, I think
0: we should talk about the album that's coming out tomorrow for us and should be out when you're listening to this podcast,
1: Contra by Vampire Weekend. Around the end of 2007 and the beginning of 2008, Vampire Weekend gained so much hype that they were able to play SNL as an unsigned band, something that no one has ever done. And when they released their album in January 2008, it gained critical acclaim and was very popular pretty fast. It's almost gone gold now, selling almost 500,000 copies and that's pretty popular for a band that has their sort of sound.
0: Because of all this success, Contra has quite a bit to
1: meet up to. The songs that I've heard off-contra so far sound pretty good. The lead single, Cousins, is a fun track featuring some catchy choruses.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's possible for Vampire Weekend to make a song that isn't catchy, so it looks like this is going to be another success. So far, the reviews that we've seen are very good.
2: I have a question for the both of you. Do you think the rise of Twilight has helped uh, this band's popularity? Of course, some people
0: have just discovered Vampire Weekend on a fringe We will search for vampires. Next up, we'll talk about Year of the Black Rainbow by Coheed and Cambria. This hard-to-categorize band has bits and pieces of progressive, indie, metal, and rock all in one melting pot, and have been gaining popularity for their concept albums that are part of an overarching storyline, as well as their inclusion of the song Welcome Home in the game
1: Rock Band. Now if you've heard of Coheed and Cambria, likely your only experience with them is from Rock Band or possibly the trailer of Nine, but they are a good band outside of that very strong, admittedly, single, and if you like that song, you should probably check out their other albums.
0: Within their storyline, which is still pretty vague for the average person, this album serves as a prequel album, and the deluxe edition of the
1: album actually comes with a novel, and other albums have been adapted into graphic novels. It's a very interesting concept to see what Claudio Sanchez has done with his music in turning it into these comics. We also know he has a great interest in graphic novels from his Kill Audio series.
0: Uh, Now, their last album, No World for Tomorrow, wasn't the best, so we'll have to see how it turns out. I'm hoping for good things. This next album is part of a kind of niche, but within this niche it is very popular, and this album would be My Dinosaur Life by Motion City Soundtrack. Now, Motion
1: City Soundtrack are fresh off playing three shows in which they played the entirety of one of their albums, whether it be I Am The Movie, Commit This To Memory, or Even If It Kills Me. And they've been talking about their new album of these shows and how it will live up to the past albums. And most people who have reviewed it say that their sound has grown to sort of this punk sound that wasn't really present in anything other than I Am The Movie. It took them leaving Epitaph, which is a primarily punk label, to make this punk album. Most people are considering it their best. I don't know if it can live up to Commit This to Memory, which is probably one of my favorite albums of all time. They've released two tracks so far. What do you think of those tracks, David?
0: So far, I've been enjoying them somewhat, but as I said, Commit This to Memory is great. I consider it a classic within the genre, so it has a very high reputation to live up to just for that. The rest of the Motion City soundtrack, I not really care that much about. But still, I'm looking forward to this album. And just keeping with the niche vibe, we've got Romance is Boring by Los Campesinos.
1: With an exclamation
0: mark. (laughs) Well, I don't
1: think Los Campesinos and Motion City Soundtrack are really all that similar. No, I'm just saying as far as niche. Well, speak and be heard along, Casey Feldman is a big fan of Los Campesinos. He was the one who actually got me into their stuff. And I've been listening to their first album, Hold On Now, Dot 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 Youngster, a lot. I haven't admittedly got to their second album, which I've heard is a little bit more substantial, and that is twee, which is how I would describe their sound to someone. But I think I'd be excited for this album because, you know, Los Campesinos generally have a good sound, and I find them hard-pressed to make a bad song.
0: I like Los Campesinos, but can you just explain for the listener and myself who has no idea what exactly twee is?
1: Twee is pretty hard to explain. It's basically like really fast pop and sounds really happy, and usually uses lots of vocals happy that is
0: overall they're a band you should check out everybody likes free so everybody obviously loved it back in 2007 and 2008 when Radiohead and Nine Inch Nails respectively pretty much shook up the music industry with Radiohead releasing their album in rainbows for whatever price you wanted to download it for and Nine Inch Nails releasing their album The Slip for free and now both groups have announced that they'll be making new
1: music this year. It's kind of a surprise seeing both of these bands announced new music, seeing Radiohead has been on hiatus for a little bit over a year now and Nine Inch Nails was expected to break up after their long farewell concert tour.
0: Well the thing there, for Radiohead, I think that they probably just went on hiatus so that the singer Tom York could pretty much get some solo stuff out of his system and Trent Reznor who pretty much is Nine Inch Nails, was getting sick of touring, and he wanted to get more withdrawn, but he's still up for making new music through the Nine Inch Nails name. And from everyone's favorite animated band, no, not Death Clock, but the Gorillas is
1: coming out a new album, Plastic
0: Beach.
2: I have only been exposed to Gorillas before once. It was
1: Feel Good Inc. I just like that tone. And that was a massive hit. It was kind of a surprise thing. It's a little bit out there you know, for a, such a popular song.
2: Its music video is
0: very uh... wow. I guess one thing that you can't accuse the gorillas of is not standing out. And the final bit of music for 2010 is not a new album, but the fact that the band Soundgarden have reunited.
1: Now Soundgarden was popular in the 90s as part of the big Four run, which also included Alice in Chains, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam. But Pearl Jam right now is touring with the former drummer of Soundgarden, so it's interesting to see when they will indeed begin their reunion tour but them back on the road is pretty exciting for me i'm a fan of their popular hits such as spoon man and black hole Sun, and i'm excited to see them again you know i haven't seen them live before so that would be a good show to see all right then so that about wraps up for music in 2010
0: there's plenty more releases this year you should probably support the record industry before it crashes even more not just upcoming shows but a whole bunch of the late nights here for NBC but I don't know too much about it so I'll sit back
1: while you two do the talking. Well the big news is Jay Leno is back to 11.35 right after the Winter Olympics, and we've known this for about two weeks, but just recently, Conan announced that if the planned move, which would put the Tonight Show at 12.05, making it the Tomorrow Show, then he will leave NBC and possibly host a late-night show on another network. For
2: example, Fox has been courting him for the past six years, but it's very obvious if you watch Conan's show he is not happy about the situation. He wrote an open letter, was published to the New York Times website, and it's in NBC's court now. He gave his ultimatum. It's either him or Leno. NBC has a tough choice to make these in these next couple days. Well this uh, entire debacle has spawned the I'm with Coco campaign. Okay, seriously? Coco? And seriously? debacle. Well, it's uh... It's a debacle. NBC. Moving on, Twitter exploded once Conan put out his letter. Two of the top six trending topics the other day were Conan related. On a related note, I dare you at home to say uh, Twitter's top trending topics
1: five times fast. You didn't even say that, right? That's (laughs) That's how hard it is, you know? It's difficult. Well, this move will put Jimmy Fallon starting at 1.05 instead of his normal 12.35 start time, and Carson Daly will now not be hosting his last Call with Carson Daly show that would normally start at around 1.35 a.m., he will be still with NBC and they will certainly find something for him to do.
0: Well, NBC looks to be in a pretty sticky situation here, but on a lighter note, how about all the upcoming or returning shows?
2: Certainly, David! A couple days ago,
0: a little television show, also
2: on NBC, returned called Chuck. Chuck returned from uh, almost cancellation uh, last May by getting a big sponsorship from Subway. If you don't watch Chuck, I suggest you
1: check it out. It's a really good show. You two don't watch it. No. What shows do you guys watch? Well, today is Thursday the 14th, so I'm looking forward to the two new episodes of 30 Rock that are premiering tonight.
2: Yeah, one of them has James Franco guest starring as himself. There's also new Parks and Recreations in which Amy Poehler is dating Will Arnett's character and Will Arnett and Amy Poehler are married in real life. Oh, and Jack Black's on Community.
1: Mm. They're really pulling out all the stops.
2: The Office isn't returning tonight, but when it does, it's going to have Kathy Bates guest starring as Dunder Mifflin's new owner.
0: Well, Lost is coming back, which means more confusing numbers.
2: If you haven't started watching Lost, don't. You're not going to get anything. If you're following Lost, this is it, the final season, all the answers. But if you're new to Lost, this is not
1: a good time to get started. Well, it's still an interesting strategy, despite the fact that I'm not at all into Lost. I mean, a two-hour season premiere, that's a lot of time to take.
2: Lost, though, this is the final season, and ABC has been actively seeking replacement shows. Uh, Two new shows premiered on ABC in the fall, both sci-fi. We had V and Flash Forward.
1: They both were really successful. Their ratings were very, very strong. Both of them will be
2: returning in March with new episodes,
1: hoping to replace Lost. Some Lost fans fear that Barack Obama's State of the Union address may be scheduled on the same day as their season premiere, which would push them back to, I don't know, some ungodly hour.
2: Actually, that has been confirmed not to happen. One of the uh, White House spokesmen actually joked about it, saying they didn't want to make The Lost fans angry. And then one of the producers of Lost tweeted that they're fine for the premiere.
0: And speaking of the State of the Union, a big TV event going on this year that will have people like me who don't care all that much about TV watching will be the
1: Winter Olympics. Yes, it's an even number year, which means that there will be Olympics.
2: Yes, and this year it's of the winter variety. I'd like I, to point out the um, uh,
0: Beijing Olympics 2008, even, yeah. A, yeah. Well, you I'll, know, it's
1: kind of a coincidence.
0: I'll okay, uh, moving on from Not that an, little <laughs> sidetrack.
2: Interesting about the Olympics, NBC just said that they expect to lose $200 million on the whole Olympics deal. They paid close to $850 million for the TV rights. Another interesting little side note. The estimated price tag of the entire Jay Leno ordeal is also $200 million. Ouch.
1: NBC just can't win right now,
2: I guess. Hey, speaking about colossal mistakes on NBC's part, uh, last spring there was a show that premiered called Southland on NBC. They renewed it for a second season. They produced six episodes. Then they decided to cancel it. TNT then came and picked it up. So we have a show that was produced for NBC that's going to be airing on TNT. It's called Southland. And they were planning on airing it right against the Jay Leno show just to stick it at NBC. But since Jay Leno is moving, just watch Southland. Also, a show premiered this past fall. A lot of people liked it. It's a little thing called Glee on Fox. Uh, yeah, I know you're in withdrawal because it's not on air right now.
1: Don't worry, you only have to wait till April. That's not too long, but I have to wait a little bit longer until oh my god, new season of Futurama.
2: Yes, the, the Fox cult classic was renewed last summer for new episode beginning this summer on either Comedy Central or Fox. Fox has the option to license them,
1: but right now it looks like Comedy Central. What do you think the chances are that Fox licenses the premiere and then just gives the rest to Comedy Central?
2: I think that all depends on how much hype there is uh, that will be building up this spring to the new episodes.
1: Well, I think that they need to advertise it at least a little bit because nobody knew that these four movies were coming out until, I don't know, they, I guess they could watch them on Comedy Central and they thought they were just episodes or made-for-TV movies or something. Well, I don't
2: think they'd begin advertising now. It's still six months out at
0: least. Uh, but as the hype builds up, Fox will make some decisions. Well, it's a bad economy still, even in 2010. And that, what that means is that there's going to be a few shows that aren't doing so well that are going to get
2: canceled. Shows come and go every year, but there are some uh, big franchises that are looking to be canceled this year. Most notably, just entering its ninth season,
1: is Scrubs. Well, I personally believe that the Scrubs cancellation would be a good move on ABC's part. The show is unrecognizable from its eight seasons past, and many longtime fans of the show are very disappointed with the new episodes. Personally, I find the acting and the writing atrocious and I think that they need to get characters like Carla and Elliot back onto the show in a more permanent way, and I personally don't really like the new characters that much.
2: Well, the point of the show, Bill Lawrence, the creator, has been saying, he doesn't want people to see this as a continuation of Scrubs. This is intended to be a full spinoff, so people need to stop comparing it to seasons 1 through 8 of Scrubs because it's not intended to be anything like those seasons. How do
1: you think this, as you say, spinoff compares to the webisodes of Scrubs Interns.
2: I didn't like those webisodes much, but I do. I am a supporter of Season 9 or 2.0 Season 1. I do like it. What other shows are on the
0: cancellation? Well, let's see, I see here like, Ugly Betty and Heroes. With Heroes, I know that it's been... At first it was very, very popular, but now it's been going downhill with ratings.
2: The ratings and quality. People say the season has been okay, but the past two seasons have been blasted. Ever since the writer's strike a couple years ago, critics have been saying heroes has been sinking. And what was that other show you mentioned? Ugly Betty. Ah yes, the ABC comedy was put on the Friday Night chopping Block. Friday Night is known as a death slot for- Because most people are out doing something instead of watching TV. (laughs) Yeah, when a network has low faith in a show, they stick it to Friday. Most notably Fox with all the Joss Whedon shows in the past couple years. But ABC did move it from Friday back to Wednesday, so there's still folks who are
0: And now, drum roll please everyone, we have the return of Not My Job. Woo-hoo! The way it works is that we ask somebody whose job is not whatever it is we'll be asking about questions relating to this random topic. And for today, we have our kind benefactor that's essentially giving us a recording studio, this Brockfeld. Hi! This segment is totally not ripped
1: off from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
0: <laughs> well, I guess we rip
1: off quite a few things, don't we? Hmm. Well, Miss Rockfeld is a literature enthusiast and a graduate of Tulane, so we figured something she wouldn't know anything about would be old video games from, say, the Atari <laughs> <laughs> era.
0: Oh, I don't know. Uh, we have a greater well, variety get... than
1: that. Well, so. you get... I'm pretty three, old. Well, you'll get three questions, and all of them are multiple choice, and if you get two out of three, you will win our prize, which is our Al Cappella version of the $5 footlong song. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Why did I sign up for this?
0: Oh, I did How can a girl refuse an offer like okay. that? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, step out of the room if you do that.
2: So the way this is going to work, there is, uh, TJ said, three questions. Each of them are based around a different decade
0: of video games. Okay. Let's get started. Alright then, here is your first question. Which of these popular 1980s arcade games debuted first? A. Galaga, B. Pac-Man, or C. Donkey Kong?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one, I am actually pretty good at all those, um, <laughs> I would have to say, oh, that's tough. Pac-Man?
0: Correct. Oh, <laughs> sweet! Oh. Question 2. Which gaming consoles outsold its competitors in the late 1990s? A. Sony PlayStation, B. Nintendo 64, or C,
1: Sega Dreamcast. Okay, well, I'm fairly positive it's not Sega. And as much as I really, really love to say Sony, I, I think I'm going to go with Nintendo.
0: Oh, sorry, you're oh. wrong. Oh, crushing. <laughs> Sony's been on top except for this latest console generation. I'm sorry. Who could have seen that comment. And your final question, which should be the hardest. Mm. Who was the creator of the Sins franchise? <laughs> Sid Meier, Shigeru Miyamoto, or Will Wright, A, yeah. B, or C?
1: Yeah, I, I have no idea, and they always tell you to go with C, so I'm gonna go with C.
0: Well, I'm sorry to tell you that you're correct! Hey! Alright, all those SAT Pro Pluses paid off. And I'm sorry to say that, because some people promise prizes that I'd rather not give out, we're going yeah, to, have to give you an acapella version of the $5 for one, because we have no money. All right, oh, okay. Let's well, begin. I'll take it.
1: Two, three, four, five. Five
0: dollars. <laughs> Five dollar foot long.
1: Very nice I'm kind of scared this is nice. the second time this
0: has happened. Okay. Oh, no. That's right, the top five. This month's top five will be the top five resolutions. Number five. Never kill. Never
2: again. Number four. Stop posting my homework questions on Yahoo Answers. Number
0: three. Stop looking for wilds on Google Earth. No, wait, one second. I think I have them this time.
1: Oh, wait, never mind. That's just a pigeon. Number two. Never use sound effects ever again.
0: Don't, 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 don't!
2: And number one, stop telling cab drivers to take me to Narnia.
0: episode 5 of screaming we heard and we've already been proven wrong. For now Avatar is no longer number 2 ever but number 1 and the whole situation with Colin O'Brien has been figured out. Go figure, that shows how much time and effort we put into each episode just for you. What's your name again? I'm David Morrison. I'm TJ Peterson. I'm Adrian Silverman. And goodbye for now. can be heard episode lots of hard work goes into the music that is made for the show and then we steal it but it's not stealing if we credit who it is the song used in the introduction was understanding in a car crash by thursday to transition into the movie segment of the preview was time of the season by the zombies to transition to music we used disappear by motion city soundtrack after that was feel good inc by you guessed the gorillas then To go into Not My Job, we used the song Alive with the Glory of Love by Say Anything. The second-to-last song used was Airbag by Radiohead. And to finish the show, we used Cousins by Vampire
1: Weekend.